a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Uh, it's Monday the 25th 
of July. It's a beautiful day outside. It's a nice sunny yet yet mild day. It's not overly hot. Uh, it's not oppressive heat or anything like that at the moment. If you're downtown here in Aurora, you will know that in between some buildings, you may even experience a crisp breeze. You may. You may. We got friends back in the house today. Uh, we got two people who, you know, they on the move and all that. <laughs> you know, they're doing their thing. They are uh, in and out of town. You got a flight. When your flight? Today. Um, your flight's today. Yeah, I okay. <laughs> And Nikki, when is your flight? Uh, Friday. Okay, yeah. See that? Big things. I know y'all at home like, when can I take a flight like that? <laughs> <laughs> Our friends Nikki Daly and Berwyn Tompkins yes. are here once again. I got the Munchies Education. How y'all doing? We're doing good. Good, good. Good morning. Good morning. All right. All right. Good to see you both back and in high spirits and looking well today. Um, so, cannabis consumption lounges yes. uh, are what we'll talk about and get to know about. There's an event coming up this Wednesday. Correct. Right here in Aurora. Uh, but for those who are unfamiliar with, with you guys, hmm. introduce yourselves and then talk about what IG uh, TME is. Okay. My name is uh, Nikki Daly. I am co-owner and trainer and consultant with IGTM Education. Uh, we are a licensed responsible vendor for the state of Illinois. So basically we do the training and so much more agent training for dispensary uh, workers and anyone seeking um, an agent card to work in a dispensary or with the handling of cannabis products. Okay. All right. That was good. <laughs> yeah. So I, <laughs> it's hard to follow. Um, I'm Berwyn Tompkins of IGTM Education. Um, as Nikki stated, we're one of the responsible vendors in the state of Illinois, one of 38. Um, we are also consultants and help people obtain licenses in the state. So we've help people obtain licensing on multiple levels, um, all the way from uh, the crab grow to transporters to now consumption lounges, which is our next uh, focus with our company. Okay, consumption lounges. Yes. Um, so in a nutshell, what are those? So in Illinois, as we all know, it's uh, legal now to consume cannabis, but where you can consume cannabis is right is, is the big thing. So. With that being said, you only can consume at home or in what they call a consumption lounge, which is a legal space where you can go and consume cannabis. So think of it as a bar without liquor, but with the consumption of cannabis. All right. Um, so are these, it seems like the new thing, I'm on, we on social media, seems like that's kind of, I don't want to call it a trend, mm -hmm. but... Um, it seems like that's the natural step towards for the, the, the industry to go. Like, it, it seems like it's responding to a need and a desire, right? Is it a long time coming or? Well, built, well, built around the law, for example, just the consumption of it. They don't want open consumption. They don't want it openly grown. They don't want it seen even in the packaging. The packaging is dark. You can't see the cannabis, right? So everything's about concealing conceal privacy. So naturally, the next evolve, you know, the next involvement would be the consumption lounge. Where would you consume? Especially if you're home with children, um, if you live in an apartment building settings, if you live um, in different apartment. I know an apartment complex I live in is five hundred dollar fine. <laughs> if you smoke, yeah. So different people and, and the rules get different. So some some of the apartments may say, oh, you have to be five hundred feet from the premises. So the business is going to evolve because people are going to have, they're going to need places to go. Right. More of an outlet to yeah. uh, consume responsibly uh, their cannabis in, a, in, a, in an environment that's created, you know, to do so. Mm -hmm. Versus uh, jeopardizing if you are a renter, you know, it's really up to your landlord's discretion um, as to whether you can consume right. on the premises. So versus having any issues there, the consumption lounge is the next best best option to enjoy in a safe environment. What's the vibe like? So, <laughs> so we've actually been to quite hey, a few consumption What time y'all opened up? What time is it? All right. Hey, so working on it. We um we also 
in Nevada as well. So we're going through a process with consumption lounges there as well. Mm-hmm. So we've actually attended consumption lounges there. Those are the first ones that we visited with there. Um, so the vibe is very relaxed. Um, the services is good. Uh, we went to one a few weeks ago mm-hmm. in Mondelein, Um where I'll let you explain. Uh, this is Rise uh, Lounge and Smoke Easy. And their environment was uh, very relaxed. You can order at your table. Um, they require, well, they don't require reservations, but they are strongly recommended. Um, each reservation is a two hour window okay. for you to consume whatever you purchase, have a good time, sit back, conversate. It's not uh, overly stimulating. Uh, by that, I mean like there's no flashing lights. No music? <laughs> no, there is music. Okay. There's background music, but it's not. Um, it's not a, club it's not a typical club, right. you know, party atmosphere. It really is a, a relaxing, mellow environment. And, uh, you know, they provide you with snacks. <laughs> free. Snacks are free. free. Yeah, they were, they, were, they were just like throwing, you know, goodies on the table. Okay. <laughs> and uh, non-alcoholic beverages, you right. know, uh, everything from sparkling water to, you know, your favorite diet beverage. Um, it was a really nice experience. So. Fun entertaining mm-hmm. controlled mm-hmm. upscale environment yes right just the kind of thing that the industry needs to have right just correct correct. correct and the menu consists of different um smoking apparatuses if you will or con- smoking so- apparatus so wait let's talk about the bar area so they actually had a bar area yes and it looked like they had liquor, right? So they had the Remy and the VSOP. Mm-hmm. Yes. But those were actually bombs because you're not allowed to have the alcohol and the cannabis together. In the same house. So oh, they okay. utilized theirs. They took it and turned the bottles into different bombs. Mm-hmm. So when you're consuming, you can utilize the bombs, a Hennessy one or different ones of that nature. So I thought that was kind of pretty cool. It's very unique. Yeah. Their, their experience is very unique. And as well as when you first arrive, uh, they give you a tray with uh, various uh, wraps and papers and cones and. They really lay it out for you. <laughs> All of that. Mundelein? Mundelein, yes. Rise, Rise Lounge and Smoke Easy. Rise Lounge and Smoke Easy. Okay. So it seems like it seems like that's the template, right? Is or is that well, in your opinion? Is that the is that the is that the and not to swagger jack them, but is that the standard? No. No? So, <laughs> okay. So what, what happened with the consumption point. lounge, you can create, that's where the creativity comes in. Right. So depending upon what the local ordinance says and allow, mm-hmm. you can do different things. So you'll see things where you'll see a club model, you'll see, um, I have a client, North Chicago. Uh, consumption lounge. Consumption lounge. Right. I almost forgot that, that's bad. Mm-hmm. North Chicago <laughs> consumption lounge. Where they're they're doing like a unique build out um, that'll be very different. So you can put different twists to it. You can put stages in there. You can. Um, it just depends on what the city allows as far as zoning. Okay. So some may zone for 100, some may zone for 300, um, or bigger. I know as far as zoning in uh, Nevada, for example, there's no limit on on the on the size of it, the square footage of it. The build out basically. Uh beyond any local ordinances mm-hmm. um, is up to the business owner. Okay. You know, the experience that you want to provide to your target audience is going to be up to you. Okay. And that's one of the things that we consult on, uh, the creative process of helping our clients bring their vision to life. So without giving away any of their pertinent data how many clients do you guys have right now in the pipeline you know working mm-hmm. to get it together three three yes. okay mm-hmm. all right uh, we get any flavor about them what the, I mean, so we, any, any i mean can you, so, can you sprinkle <laughs> <this>? <laughs> okay <laughs> so north, north chicago um essentially their model is they'll they're adding karaoke rooms so they'll have the bar area but their main silent one of their main silent points is they'll have the karaoke, the different karaoke rooms that you can reserve and have your parties there. So if you have like a party of ten, you can reserve that 
a personal private space where you can consume. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. That's pretty fly. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, check them so out. So you can reserve your own karaoke plus mm-hmm. cannabis consumption space. Correct. North Chicago North consumption Chicago. lounge. Correct. What's yes. the price for something like that? We do not have the pricing yet. Okay. <laughs> but they do have a website, North Chicago Consumption Lounge dot com. Um, oh yeah, no website yet. Okay. Yeah. Right. No, they have a website. Oh no, but it's no, no pricing. pricing. Oh, right. right, no, no pricing prices on yet. it. They have a website. No North Chicago Consumption Lounge is the website. All right. So um so a little bit of background though. Mm-hmm. Uh let's just let's just reverse a little bit. The okay. last time you guys were here, we talked about um the industry yes and how it's going uh, you guys became a business in the history of that for those who weren't or haven't caught that episode like walk us through what's going on in your opinions now what you know about the industry in our state how it came to be mm-hmm. and how we got here to the point okay well hmm. It's evolved because <laughs> COVID has evolved it so much. Story. So it's like, yeah, it's kind of difficult to say. But we came in under one pretense, um, and COVID evolved it uh, per se. So once COVID came, we ca- we became more like, how can we help even more? As far as social equity applicants, how can we help get people of color, black and brown, into the cannabis industry? So we got into a lot of programming. We obtained uh, the responsible vendor license that Nikki spoke of, um, IGTM Education, to further do programming, to further do classes. Um, we've created an online platform since then um, so people can take online classes and get their responsible vendor training, which allows you to, your initial two hours allows you to work in a facility or own. That's the beginning process. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also gives you the blueprint uh, to even start a business in cannabis. So without taking responsible vendor training, you can't, can't do much. So that gives you the parameters, teach you how to play the game per se. Mm-hmm. That's like a requirement. Your first insight into um, even more specifically as an Illinois responsible vendor to the business in our state. Uh-huh. Uh, because um, not only are we talking about uh, standard dosing and what um, dispensaries are allowed to sell, uh, or how much a purchaser is uh, allowed to purchase per day, uh, we get into those laws. We get into, you know, uh, safe consumption. We get into the effects of THC on the body. So there's a lot of information beyond just the selling, uh, which is kind of um, a giveaway, right. responsible vendor training. So right. it's the initial training uh, that you need to just even know which direction to go into you both use that word that specific word responsible or yes. those specific words responsible vendor training Correct. the mm-hmm. entire time you've been speaking so i and i like that you highlight that because i i think for just from what i've heard from people the, the perception is once i get the license i'm good all i gotta do is get the they i i, I think and i'll give me your opinion mm-hmm. i think people see the potential mm-hmm. in the industry and that's the shiny little golden egg that right. they're chasing. Right. Not so much dotting their I's and crossing their T's. Is right. that in your So in my perspective, uh one of the things that separates the legacy market from the mass market of cannabis is re- the concept of responsible vending. Um you need to know as a dispensary agent, you know, who it is that your purchaser is what they're looking for uh, and be able to advise them, you know, what best strand, you know, what best products that's going to work for them, Uh, whether it's recreational or medicinal, you know, you want someone dispensing to you that's knowledgeable, you know, and that's a part of being a responsible vendor. Not only are they knowledgeable about the strands and what it is they're selling, the product basically, like any sales position um they can also guide you you know it with the laws so you have to be knowledgeable about all those things and what's you guys's website for the listeners it's igtmeducation.com again that's igtmeducation.com that brother really understands media he said it twice for y'all so you get right <laughs> just in case you missed it the first time what is can he say it one more time curtis yes yeah. he did uh good morning to everybody out there Medea, how are you doing 
Yeah. All right, we're doing good. We're doing good in here. William Miller the Third. Good morning. William Miller the Third was with myself and Erica in the vestibule riding that Metro train. Shout out, William. Back before COVID. Back when we was chasing it. Remember that? Y'all remember that? Yeah, yes. Got some lukewarm coffee, maybe a couple little cough drops of peppermints on that ride to Chicago, Illinois to jump on that rat race wheel and chase it. But now we're not chasing it no more. We are here. We've arrived. And the Second Artist City First Gen News podcast is here for all of you. Uh, Tracy Duran is here. Good morning, Tracy. Sally Bice, good morning. And Erica, good morning to you as well. Thank you very much. Medea put the uh, link to the website in the chat for everybody. The time is now 8.16 a.m. Good morning, friends. I hope everyone had a great weekend. We did. We did. Uh, quick news topics before we get back to our discussion with our friends of IGTM Education. Uh, Movie Mondays are coming back, y'all. Yes, that's right. Get ready. Our friends of the Paramount are bringing back this uh, local favorite Dollar Movie Mondays. It starts um, today. Today's first movie presented in Spanish with English subtitles is 200 Cartas. Uh, that looks like a very good movie. August 1st, the original classic Godzilla presented in Japanese with English subtitles. Good Morning Aurora will be in the house for that one. Yeah, we'll be there. So bring your dollar, cash only, and um, bring some snacks. And when you see your brother, come in the row. We'll have our own row. We'll be sitting there chilling. <laughs> Dreamgirls is August 8th. Great movie, 2006. Back to the Future, the 1985 original, September 5th. Raiders of the Lost Ark, September 12th, the 1981 classic. And Encanto, September 19th, presented in Spanish with English subtitles. Clue is on October, excuse me, September 26th. And Nightmare Before Christmas, October 3rd. The time is now 8.17 a.m. You are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Uh, Tia Baruti, good morning to you. Michael Rayford, good morning to you as well. All right. So, um, so tell me, what would, or, or, or licensing and fees, okay, and the classes that you guys have, mm -hmm. um, how often are the classes, the schedule, and the setup, and everything? And then when you guys get me that, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about your recent media exposure. Y'all been all over the news. Man, all over the news. <laughs> <laughs> all over so, the news. Uh, but let's talk about the services and the prices that you guys have, the classes and everything. Sweet. Let's talk about it. So <laughs> we offer many classes. Um, initially, uh, and of course, we have the responsible vendor training. That class is $175. Okay. Um, you get your certificate immediate, immediately following the class. You get your certificate. If you take it online, you get your certificate as soon as you finish. So you can take it either way, in person or, in, or online. That's available 24 hours a day. Okay. Then we have edibles infusion course where we teach you how to properly infuse edibles so that you... Don't overdose, put too much in, not put in enough. So we teach a process to you where you do proper dosing. We have cooking candy with cannabis, where we teach you how to create hard candies from scratch with proper dosing. Mm. So that's when I, that's mm. like, that's so like, you can do the butterscotch with the, you can do all that. Oh, Lord. It gets busy in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> then we have the cannabis infused beverage masterclass. Right. And. There's one more class I'm forgetting. Let's make sure. Joe Jackson, good morning. Packaging protocols and trademarks. Everybody should take that, especially if you're getting into the business of cannabis because it teaches you how to create packaging um, with proper protocol, um, with the way the law states that you're supposed to create it. Um, so things such as like it's not supposed to be clear packaging and things of that nature. Um, how to register your trademark. Um, because as, as the law stands, currently you cannot register a national trademark. So we teach you different you ways. No, you cannot. Anything related to cannabis, it would be considered illegal. Because you can't because you can't federal. use a cannabis leaf on a federal level. What? Yeah, but we teach you how to get your copyrighted trademark. This is what we do. Okay. okay. <laughs> they got you. They got you. Yeah. <laughs> we make sure you get your money for what you create. Okay. Um so those are the those are the classes that we provide. We also have services which is consulting. So we help people go through the process of getting a license. Okay. We've been highly successful with that, but we'll get back to that as well. All right. 
Uh, tell me about, uh, was it ABC7? I did a lot. You know, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm like. Which one, right? <laughs> I think ABC did CBS. Did um, uh, how, how was that experience? Um, and how does it, it feel? Was, how, and how does it feel telling your story on that national level? Mm-hmm. Um, it's humbling because I didn't when I got started. It wasn't about uh, I guess the attention that it's now receiving. Um, so it's like it's humbling um, to me. I'm thankful that we're getting the light shined on the different things that we're doing, the work that we're doing, because we've been working for so many years doing it. So more thankful um, and humble than anything. Okay, all right. Uh, the time is now 8.21 a.m. So the law, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't know that about the law that you cannot have the leap displayed. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, it seems like people get away with it though. Doesn't Cypress Hill get away with it? Well, they, this is our Snoop Dogg gets the state level. It. Oh, okay. So it depends on what the state says. But on the national level, no. Really? Not, there's no national business at all. So, But that goes back to the banking. So mm-hmm. it's like banking issues, the loans, different things of that nature. That's, that's how it affects. When people say, oh, it's nationally illegal, but everybody's smoking. Well, it's national because when you have a banking issue, for example, right? So I'm like a black guy. I had a $2 million or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, if I have a banking issue, it's a bigger issue for me. If a MSO, which is a multi-state operator, has a banking issue, they have Corporate millions of dollars. They have a cash and money to deal with to get out of different problems. So mm-hmm. if we have an issue, I can't go get a credit, for example, for a $250,000 loan. as They they have access to $250,000. So that's Corporate the difference Canada. when we're saying federally illegal and that's the difference. It's the it's the access to the financial market, actually. And okay. understand, some people work in the gray area very well. Some people are allowed to work in the gray area, and by allowed, I mean uh, what what their efforts are are going to be uh, more ignored or just um, discounted. They're Is not that favoritism. Yes, it would be considered favoritism. Um, but so if you see like the leaf, if you see some of these things that are mentioned as you can't do this, you shouldn't do that, but you see it anyway, understand it may come from the legacy market. Yeah, you mentioned that. What is that? Uh, formerly referred to as the black market. Ah, <laughs> I see. But um, okay. in all efforts to evolve the culture of cannabis. Uh, we're going to refer to it as the legacy market Understood. because these people who have been involved uh, from growing and heavily penalized, you know, due to uh, what was once considered illegal activity and is still considered illegal activity if you're operating without a license right. uh, because there is a, the possibility of obtaining a license. You know, you don't want to, we want to remove and break down the stigmas associated with this medicinal plant. No, I, I, it makes all the sense in the world now. And that's mm-hmm. something that we talked about before. That's mm-hmm. the thing too. It's the, the stigma that associated it. Cause I think I asked that question, like, does mm-hmm. that stigma still permeate in the daily working of It is doing? crumbling. Crumbling. It is. That stigma is crumbling because. I like that. There are, <laughs> there, there is, it's so commonplace. So even people who are not consumers, you know, you can have a conversation with them and there is some level of understanding of today of what's going on and what the cannabis plant is and the benefits of it more like true knowledge, not just, oh, I heard that because there's more media attention. So there's more blogs, there's more articles, and you can really, you know, find out a lot of information out there about the plant, whether you're a consumer or not. But you would be surprised for those who don't partake. Uh, there are ways to partake without the psychoactive effects due to um, modern science, you know, is going to get all of things like that. Creams, um, spin downs of some of the more medicinal cannabinoids okay. from the plant. Gotcha. Um, so you can have, you know, like CBD is the most common one, but there are so many more uh, variants that are being discovered every day because now 
Um, it's not, you're not being raided. Uh, research labs, you know, things of that nature are not uh, being penalized for researching it. Right. And you don't have the government per se, like at the beginning of cannabis prohibition, you know, only doing research to figure out, you know, or to down the plant. Right. But only, you know, finding out that what private researchers were saying was true. Right. So they were seeking to demonize the plant. I don't want to use that word, but yeah. yeah. Well, it was um, it was highlighting the negative effects. Right. Talking about the positive. Ones. Right, right. And the positive effects. Right. Uh, with proper dosage and strain selection uh, far outweigh the negative effects. The time is now 8.26 a.m. You are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast with our friends Berwyn Tompkins and Nikki Daly of I Got the Munchies Education. Uh, Dan Santis is here. Good morning to you, Dan. And William Miller III says, money makes the world go round, doesn't it? Yes. Yes, it does. But as I'm an old school guy, y'all know that. Mm-hmm. The OJs once said with the money, 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 money. <laughs> and hit that note. Okay. <laughs> Real quick piece of information from our friends of the Paramount Theater. Then we'll get back to our discussion here uh, with IGT and me education. Uh, so we got some great stuff coming up. Broadway subscriptions are on sale. Get yours today. Let me tell y'all what's coming up. Get ready for Dream Girls coming on Broadway Paramount, August 31st through October 16th, followed by The Sound of Music, November 9th through January 8th of next year. And then February 1st brings us Into the Woods. Um, three great shows coming up. Learn more about them at ParamountAurora.com. That's where you can get your, uh, excuse me, ParamountArts.com. That's where you can get your tickets. Also, the 2015 Tony Award winner for Best Musical Fun Home begins on August 10th or 11th. Now, you ask yourself, wait a minute, Kurt, which one is it, bruh? Is it the 10th or the 11th? Well, there's two days because you need to RSVP with your preferred day by the 5th. And what will happen is whatever day of those days works out for you, if you register by the 5th of August, you will be selected. They'll communicate with you of what your day and time is. See how that works? This will take place at Copley Theater, North Island Center, 8 East Galena Boulevard. It's a beautiful facility that's right across the street from the Paramount Theater. Now listen to Fun Home. Where memories linger like snowflakes and the truth is always opaque. Where finding yourself means looking to the past and seeing yourself reflected in your father, who is exactly the same and still so different than you. It's a place filled with humor, secrets, anger, unexpected joy, self-revelation, and the most confounding thing of all, family. Jim Cordy, Paramount Theater's artistic director, co-directs Fun Home with Landry Fleming in her Paramount directing debut. The time is 8.29 a.m. All right. So, um, what's going on on Wednesday? Wednesday. I I heard Wednesday. Now, I heard good things about Wednesday now. Wednesday is cracking. <laughs> so we're having um, at the Illinois Cannabis Education Center in Wrigleyville, Chicago. Um, we partner with Cresco. And we're doing a consumption lounge, uh, informational. Um, it's Wednesday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, we're giving, first of all, a tour of a dispensary. So you get to see the back end of it. You get to see how it's set up. You get to see the vault. You get to see... Uh, delivery delivery area and explain to you how the deliveries occur uh, for cannabis there. You get to see the sales area. Mm-hmm. After that, we then get into the consumption lounge and how you can get into that particular business, which is the next, I believe, wave for cannabis. That's the number one problem in cannabis, I think, now is access. Right. Actually getting into the business. So one of the ways to access the business is through consumption lounges. Okay, you said deliveries. Mm-hmm. You see how deliveries work? Yes. Okay. Well, they um, explain to them, you're not going to see an actual, an actual delivery. delivery. Sure, sure. Right, right. right. <laughs> they explain how it, how it works. Right. right, so you'll go to the loading area. You'll see how how the security, the type of security they have. You know, you'll see the limps that they go through to secure the cannabis. Um, you'll get an idea. So people that usually want to be in the business, this is one of the easier ways to kind of see behind the scenes. Okay, cost-wise, what am I looking at? What's the build-out? How do they have their build-out set up? 
um, you start beginning to build, you know, your possible business off of their blueprint. Okay. So there, so so you, it's kind of like boot camp. Mm-hmm. You will be in the place, correct, to correct. see and learn and hear and see how it works right. and everything like that. Okay. Correct. So the Illinois Cannabis Education Center is a part of Cresco Lab Seed Initiative. Um, they use the space. It's a former operating dispensary that is no longer dispensing cannabis. Aha. So they only do the training. So that is how you get to see the shell of the workings of a dispensary. Okay, it used and to gain, be a dispensary. It used now. to be a dispensary, Got correct, okay. and gain insight. And so they've been great at uh, providing the space mm-hmm. um, and partnering with us to give our clients the insight and information. They also provide subject matter experts on uh, various topics, so to add to the conversation. And uh, it's been a wonderful experience uh, having our classes there because you get to see firsthand uh, what's going on behind the scenes, which a lot of people, you know, uh, especially social equity applicants who initially set off in this industry with very little knowledge or access to the behind the scenes or insider information. Our friend Michael Rayford had a good question. How has the banking relationship changed? You still cannot bank. There are only only a couple of banks that will underwrite. Uh, One of them is one, uh, was it one? Union One or something? Yeah. um, It's only one bank um, that's processing right now. So the banker relationship, none. (laughs) Still non existent. Okay. You have to to get an underwriter, essentially. Yeah, there were a couple of uh, federal initiatives. um, Safe Banking. Safe Banking Act. uh, I I believe, I know it failed. Uh, They were trying to attach it to. Security, national security, uh, and that failed. That was last year. So there's the Safe Banking Act. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's there is still a federal level push. Of course, it has to be federal level sure. because banks um, mm-hmm. being FDIC. Um, so well, it's still a working. Back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It, it's still a working uh, progress. Um, until then, um, we get it. We get there. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm curious, Nikki, what have you, in in your time doing this, what have you learned that, what's been your penny drop moment? I mean, what was the, you, you guys knew what was going on before. You guys got into this industry as professionals, not people who just, you just didn't throw a dart at a board. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious, what was the moment for you where you were like, oh wow, what was the eye opener in seeing this? I mean, you're dealing with you're dealing with the stigma attached, also things the difference between state and federal of what can be done, but then also new initiatives and laws. So I'm just curious, and what what was the moment where you were like, okay, wow, this is I didn't know this. Well, initially we were very grassroots with this thing. Um, working out of the basement of a barbershop, providing people with the information uh, that we had gathered uh, at that point in time, uh, for me was the beginning of it. To see the opportunity that people who have been marginalized and hit hardest on uh, with the war on drugs, you know, to see that come to our state and other states, uh, here's the opportunity for people to be legit. You know, this is a crop. Right. This is a plant. Um, I tend to err more on the holistic side of health. So I'm not big on taking medication. Right. Um, and there have been different periods in my days where cannabis has been the viable solution for me. Right. So when I saw the opportunity to, you know, get into this industry, I took it (laughs) Uh, despite the stigma. Right. And it was um, a knee shaking, boot shaking experience because of the stigma that 
you know, people would judge you or exclude you because now you're openly talking about something that was illegal and prohibited. Right. And so for me, it's always been from the beginning, even from my decision to get into the industry, um, it's been a rough path. But as things evolved, uh, we've learned that, you know, we have to. Uh, we wanted to do this work on our own. So we learned that we had to partner with, you know, our state legislators, you know, not that we were opposed to it, but these right. are not people that were in our circle. And we did a lot of work before we started to meet some people higher up the food chain in the industry. Sure. Um, and we we help people get licensed. We help people get approved. You know, I believe out of the first class, it was five or six, six people from that barbershop class received the responsible vendor, you know, approval from the state. Good feeling? Uh, excellent. A wonderful feeling. It's, <laughs> it's wonderful. So, you know, we, we knew we knew what we were talking about and what we were doing. And that was, you know, for me, you know, the beginning of it all and still is. I stand on that work. Keith Williams, good morning to you. I, I, I've been doing this for a long time now. And with every person who I can tell, if they're just not working a job, right? Mm -hmm. If they're if they're if they if they were invested in it or have been invested in it or came about, they always have a moment where the, that's when the page turns. Like, mm -hmm. oh, okay, <laughs> I got into this because of alarm detection system. Where this guy, right? <laughs> I got into it because I heard I could make a good pension. Mm -hmm. But wait a minute, I was a cop way back in the day. So now, oh, you know what? I'm. Now this is the penny drop moment. Mm -hmm. I can actually do a lot more, or I can. I didn't look at it that way. Mm -hmm. So many people have that, and then you pass that knowledge on to other people. Mm -hmm. So it's those barbershop classes. That was the yeah that, that yeah was, that was the uh, yeah. Um, so I joined okay. in <laughs> um, what maybe like a year or two once Berwin you know, pioneered our way right. for the brand. Um, I jumped in because I watched from afar and I was doing other things. Um, I was working in uh, media. <laughs> digital media. Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I still do to a certain extent, for, but for our brand. So I was happy to bring my skills to our brand and creating it and building it up and also using that knowledge to help people, you know, get into the business as well, bring their plans to life, which has been one of my, I've, I've created, creatively consulted for a lot of friends who are in business, who venture to start businesses, you know, that that's always been my passion is helping others, you know, make it happen. That's what we hear. And for. anything I can do to help people make it happen, that's that's how I make it happen. <laughs> we are all our brothers keepers. That's right. Michael Rayford says, Thanks for promoting our How Money Works for Kids and Millionaire Midwest for Women events. They were very successful last week. Glad to hear that, right. Michael. Woo -woo -woo. I'm very glad to hear that. I'm happy to give back. Uh Michael Rayford worked for PBS for okay. many years. Okay. PBS is I since I was a child. Right? Come on now. Since I, I was a child, I mean, PBS, African Americans, how we got here, the history of this. Come on now. I'm happy it. to do mm -hmm. it. Uh, Josie Mendoza Geller is here, a dear friend of the show. Josie, good morning to you as well. And Tia Baruti says, seeing the inner workings of the industry gives firsthand experience and a better understanding of how a process is actually ran a great place to start. Thank you very much. Josue Pais, good morning to you. The time is 839. Berwin, when was your penny drop moment? When was the when was the uh, moment where you was like, <laughs> where you was like, oh Lord, nah, Let's let see. me put on another pot of coffee. Let me keep working at this. Let me let me help me respond to this. Probably, to be honest, um, hmm, probably I was in Vegas. We were doing classes, and initially the classes were doing good. This was six years ago. The class was doing okay. We weren't selling that good. Um. So went and did a new curriculum, I think in October okay. of that particular year, for January. And so when we sat down and, and did our work and put together like a, a more solid situation, when we brought that work back out, it did like 
I want to say we posted the class. We did like like thirty thousand in two days. Okay. So I'm like, wow, okay. We had went from making like five to ten thousand <laughs> to thirty thousand. So then we said, okay, well, we start putting more into it. So I have another partner, which is Victoria Williams. She owns ACC of Illinois. Um, so we another pioneer, all, right? ACC. We all like like really worked really hard, but that was a confirmation. Like the money was there because um, before it was like. You know, you know, you like you're a rap group. It's like I want to keep rapping with you, but y'all, the money ain't coming in. Right. <laughs> like I want to be part of Run DMC, right. but yeah. hey, man, like I got I'm lights. Watching, I'm watching Cars. Oh, I got lights. Right. <laughs> right, right. So it's like that's the struggle. Like everybody really does believe in it, but it's like the thing is, like when you have bills and other situations going on, and it's a, it's a really a, a fight in this business to to really own the own the own your content to own your business because it's a lot of people that's selling you know and doing different things so it's hard to own and keep your business so that was like the difficult thing like for us was like staying at it without the money right and so the penny drop was like yeah we did that and then um of course when we got the we got the license that was like confirmation to the stuff we believed in so once people started getting awarded license and we knew that was like the conference goal. Like, oh, okay, oh wow, they, we did it. Right. <laughs> then did we it. did it again. <laughs> and then uh, we just did the transporters licenses and we were one of the highest scores in the state. We scored like 900 and, 900 and something out of a thousand, but we were one of the highest scores. So, okay. yeah. So that just was further confirma confirmation for us. Like, okay, all the work that we've been doing, all the studying, all, the studying. all uh, you know, the fighting, we all be fighting. Advocacy <laughs> like, can be a duh. thankless job. Yeah, so. Yes. But we will still advocate for our true social equity uh, candidates to this industry and find different ways for minorities to have ownership in this billion, multi-billion dollar industry. Right. And even more specifically, the multi-billion dollar industry here in the state of Illinois. Um. So, and and with that, do you, when people come to you and meet you, this, I guess more of an opinion-based question, you guys get people who are, when they sign up for the classes or they want to get started with you, are you meeting people who are ready to go and have a base knowledge? Are, are they, right, are, are, are you meeting people who are just brand new at this and think it's cool and, and here they are, or do have, have they done research? Mm -hmm. Mm. Have they done even the, the small amount of research and you're working with people who you're just guiding or are you starting from scratch with everybody who you come in contact with? Initially, initially it was more experienced people. So like seven years ago, it was actually like way more knowledgeable people as far as when they were coming to the classes and getting information. You will find that like they were they were there essentially for confirmation on mm -hmm. what they were doing. Information seeking. Now okay. you're you're getting more of a consumer that doesn't have the experience or they're new to the business. But years ago you would have actually a more experienced consumer coming in. How did that how did that happen? How did that how did those right? Well, because one we created a safe space for people to conversate about cannabis. We talking mm -hmm. seven years ago. it's only been legal in Illinois. We going into our third year of legality. So we were teaching prior to that. We were getting people, because um, we always believed that the legalization of cannabis was coming. So we wanted to get people that we knew, people in the community uh, ready for this impending business that was coming. So we actually have a lot of clients that are further ahead. Um, we got one on here now, Takana's Kitchen. She's so wonderful. Make sure y'all follow her on Takana's Facebook. Kitchen, Takana's Kitchen, Um So we had a lot of people that we worked with for years that developed like for years, these are—they're not new people per se. Um, they would be new to the new market per se. But somebody like Takana's Kitchen, she's been doing. She's been trained over five, six years in the safe dose in the cannabis, and then she's been able to evolve her menu. She's become quite successful. So that's just one person I just happen to see down there. <laughs> but right. we have many people that we were able to like basically guide them. They, a lot of people do have the motivation and they want to get into the business, but it's essentially like they're looking for the guidance and the next step to what they need to do. We have like a lot of wonderful business people that we deal with. It's just really about just opening up the opportunity and letting people know where those opportunities exist and helping them guide through those opportunities. Time is 8.45 a.m. Um, what's it been like working with the city? 
Ah, see, we're, it's been cool. <laughs> <laughs> we want to do um, so we want we're looking to try to open a consumption lounge in the world. Right. So business um, is always an ongoing thing. Right? Correct. Right. Yeah. So yeah. And we're also looking for clients that are interested in, in opening a world as well. Um, again, um, it's safer to consume at a consumption lounge. Um, it's a business that is a multi-million dollar generating business. Um at the capacity of just 100 people. So if you have a spot that capacitates 100 people, we got a plan to get you over a million dollars. Um, <laughs> so it's all about just the information, give, getting people the infrastructure, inf information instructions on how to do this before other people realize these things. Uh, <laughs> we want our people to realize like the real, the real benefits of cannabis. It's not just having a dispensary license. There's other ancillary businesses that have to do with cannabis that we can realize. Again, this is a billion dollar industry. I believe cannabis is the number four commodity uh, crop in Illinois at this point. Um, it's a billion dollar business. So again, it's gonna generate, you know, Right. It's gonna generate other think, businesses outside. I think the only thing that's beating it is like cereal or wheat or something like that. Yeah. Something like that. It's yeah, even like, surpassed alcohol. Like as far yeah. as the tax revenue, cannabis mm -hmm. has now surpassed alcohol. Right. So we you we can sit here and ignore, but the reality of it is that it's here, it has to be regulated, and there's opportunities and different things and different businesses opening up around a multi billion dollar business such as cannabis. Aisha Saxon, good morning to you and Karina Suarez Darden, good morning. Um Okay, Michael Ray, uh, Michael Rayford says, are you guys open to partnerships, uh, entrepreneurship education? We do it all the time. Wednesday, <laughs> come out. Come out Wednesday. Consumption Lounge, I think we got like 10 tickets. I sent, we sent the link. We got like 10 tickets. Oh, we got the link. Up. We got the link. So I sent you guys the link. That's right. Um, but we do, uh, we partner with uh, Cresco Labs. It's one of, the, one of the companies we partner with. Obviously, we partner with ACC, and we do things usually every month. We're doing something somewhere, either in Aurora or Chicago, um, in relation to getting people into the business of cannabis. Cresco is where the event happens Wednesday, right? Correct. Correct. Okay. And uh, what's the Illinois address for that again? Training Center. Hit with it that is. Let me put my specs on for two. <laughs> <laughs> 3812 North Clark Street. 3812 mm -hmm. North Clark Street. Chicago, yes, Illinois, and those specific 60613. 60613, all right. It's in Wrigleyville, right? Right down the street from the stadium. Okay. Mm -hmm. Hey, if you're around over there, too, I mean, I, mean, I don't know. I'll go over there, mm -hmm. Wrigleyville and everything. Um, Wild Hair, where you at? Is that Clark? That's Clark. I think it's on uh, Clark. They moved. They did? They did. Okay. Um. Give me just one second, and I'll tell you All where right. they moved. They moved some years ago. Go to Wild Hair, y'all. Do that. Go I used there. to go there. When I first moved to Chicago, that was, so I'm originally from St. Louis. Right. Uh, I've been here for 18 years in the greater Chicago area. Okay. Um, I've been a resident of uh, the city of Chicago now for two, almost three years. And um, I used to frequent the Wild Hair every Tuesday. I would drive from far south suburbs all the way up north and have a such an awesome time. So I love that place. Uh, now they are down the street from, is it Kingston Mines? Kingston, uh, yes, right. Yeah, 2610 North Halsted is their new location. They've been there now for um, probably five years, five or six years to that new location. Okay. Mm -hmm. Hey, if you're out there in the city of Chicago and you go to this event on Wednesday, I just want to plug in Wild Hair. A really good place and I want to give some love to them because once upon a time uh, you know they really they really looked out for me um, mm -hmm. I left I was in there doing some work I left a bag and all that laptop computer all oh, that wow. and <laughs> all that in there. I left everything yeah um, and uh, they kept it for me you yeah. know and held it down and that was that's really rare because it was a lot of people in there but the dude found yeah. it Saw me as a good customer coming there a lot. Yeah. Found it, held it down, and, and I appreciate that. They take care of the regulars. They do. I, 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 was, <laughs> I was a regular for about a year straight, and they took good care of me. So, yeah. The man took such good yeah, care of me. Yeah, great place, that. great place. Um. Anyway, the time is 8.50. All right. So, Medea put in the event with the link in, uh, in the chat for people to uh, sign up. Victoria Connor, this is good information. Thank you. Thank you very much, Victoria. Thank you, Victoria. Tuning in. Thank you very much to all of our listeners and shout out to all of our listeners, fans, subscribers, and 
colleagues and elected officials who watch the show. And also, I wanted to speak, we just did an event, when, no, Saturday, I'm sorry. <laughs> we just did an event for the transporters uh, with ACC of Illinois this past Saturday. Uh, we had, um, who was there? Yeah, <laughs> we had, wait a minute, let me fill this up. Who raised their hand to speak and then wasn't ready? Uh, <laughs> so we had there, we had state rep Ka uh, Kelly Cassidy All who right. wrote, on, wrote on the initial cannabis uh, legislation. She was there speaking. We had Victoria Williams of ACC there speaking. We had myself. We had uh, Cresco Transportation uh, Specialist there. We had Siobhan Carter taking your life back. Today, that's for expungements. For people that are looking to work in the industry, she does expungements. Check her out. And then Vincent Michael, the Vincent Michael experience. So we did a situation where people that couldn't operate their transportation licenses they were able to come in and get information to further where to get the insurance from for their cargo, uh, what companies to link up for that, what camera companies they would need, uh, what Cresco is looking for to subcontract out any transportation. So it was a place where people could compensate and actually operate because as it stands right now, none of the operators for transportation in Illinois are operating right now. So that was facilitated so that people can operate. The time is 8.52 a.m. So what does the, I mean, uh, let's let's pull out our crystal ball, right? Uh, <laughs> what's the next five years look like for the industry? From what you can tell right now, I mean, what's, you know? For for everybody or <laughs> for, for who? No. <laughs> well, uh, you, for, for those like, you don't split it up. For us, okay. So for social equity, um, I think, if you get in at the right time, which is which is the beginning, um, you see it evolving into the consuming aspect. So as you see bars and clubs and different things in neighborhoods, you'll also see these consumption lounges. I think that's the quickest way to gain the wealth in cannabis right now as far as minorities because you don't have to put up as much money. So like the dispensary licenses, like right now, the people that just got notified Friday, they have to pay like $30,000 to obtain that license, just the licensing fee. That doesn't count the application. That doesn't count the consultants they pay. Wow. So you may spend anywhere from thirty to a hundred thousand to attain the license for the mm -hmm. dispensary, as opposed to you may spend to attain the consumption allowance. You may spend ten bands, ten thousand dollars, right. ten to fifteen thousand, and you're you're in business because you're not as heavily regulated as the regular cannabis business. Right. So it's been looking for like soft points. We've been looking for soft entry points for people to get into cannabis because as you know, it's easier to get into the business when you're in the business in some type of capacity. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep, you gotta be in it. Yeah. So in that's it. that's our next like the goal of the five years really getting people in is taking two to three years to set up your business. So time. Okay. Sorry uh, time is eight fifty three. How can we help you? How can we the community help you? Support us by coming to the classes, sharing links, that's free. Um, tagging people, that's free. Um, but obviously, like coming to classes, coming to events, furthering the conversation of cannabis. Um, so half the events we do are free because we want to really engage the community and create the conversation and have a safe space for people to have a conversation and express themselves in regards to cannabis. Right. Come be a part of the room. That's how you can help us. Uh, we come, we're, we have a open table so to speak and we love when people come to the event and add their insight that's what our events are about because it is done on an entrepreneurial level right. level so we want people to bring their expertise and what they are experts in right <laughs> and add it to the conversation because it really opens the mind for everybody in the room yep. so come come to the room see come it's like a room. salad right you got the cucumbers he right. got the onions. You got the tomatoes. Right. Come on, somebody bring the ranch. Got that Italian. Right, right. Man, got the croutons and all that. <laughs> we, got the, right? we got the croutons. We got the whole thing. Right, right, right. Um, okay. Um, so, a cannabis consumption lounge in Aurora. Mm -hmm. Let's let's daydream right now. Let's right? daydream. Let's, let's daydream. Do it. Is there? Have you ever driven around the city and looked at a building or a corner or maybe a little store? You thought, you know what? There it is, right there. Yes. That's it. Yes. Where is that at? Where, that where was it? on, oh, not far off of Highland. You know where the Speedway and the Thornton, they're across from each other? Speedway and Thornton on Highland? 
It's not Highland, no. It's before that. It's like a hospital over there, the hospital district. Um, what's the street? Okay. Uh, get the off the express where I think it's like 53 or 50. What is, what is this? Like, as soon as you get off of 88. 88. Yeah. Um, you mean North Aurora? Is, is that like considered right North? Where you get off? Oh, where the, yeah, so that's what? Archer? Lake Street and, in, in, yeah, it is Lake Street, I think. Lake Street or, or? I think it's Lake Street. Oh, but right there, it's a speedway, and right across from there, it's a Thorns. Yes. It's a Culver's over there. Yes, exactly Popeyes. Oh, yeah. Uh, by Provina Mercy. Or, uh, yeah. So, all, so in that little section there, and then a little bit past there, there's actually open land, like open area over there. That's for, that's for rent right now. So, I was looking at that as the ideal space. Okay. All right. So, you was already part, peeping. Part of the dream. <laughs> part, part of the dream. dream. What else yeah. you want me to dream about? vision, Willie. Right. What else you want me to dream about? I see also <laughs> in the crystal ball uh, that safe banking. Sure. I mean, it's a hope. <laughs> but I see it. I see it because there's more states have gone legal in the last five years. I mean, just the whole concept of legal cannabis and decriminalization of uh, cannabis possession, you know, we should eventually see the federal government saying, okay, hey, yes, this is a business based off of a crop, you know, a natural plant, and they should be allowed to bank safely. We should be able to allow to grow our businesses, receive, you know, funding, just like any other business would to get started, to continue, to flourish. So that that's the crystal ball that I'm looking into and, and hoping that it comes to fruition. So then so, so it sounds like the it sounds like the, 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 the next thing that would really be the greatest uh boon to the industry mm -hmm. would be the passing of the Safe Banking Act. Mm -hmm. All right. The time is eight fifty seven AM. Norma Peterson, Sullivan Lake. Thank you very much for that. Medea put in the uh, in the chat the event with the Eventbrite link. Thank you very much for that, Medea. Uh, Cresco shouts out ACC of Illinois. Shout out and State Rep Kelly Cassidy. Shout out. All right. Um, so the time is eight fifty eight. Uh, this is a good one. Yes. Part two. You know. Yes. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I want to. I want to give a shout out while we're here. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> so July twenty seventh is a special day, not only for IGTM education, but for my dad. It's his birthday. Okay. <laughs> so I want to say happy early birthday to Mr. Roy Daly Jr. Yeah, we hit the class for dad. <laughs> happy birthday. Oh, <laughs> I was planning on being in St. Louis early for his birthday, but then. We had scheduled this event, so um, that's what I'll be doing on his big day, is good. teaching people about cannabis. Good, that's good. Dad, be proud of that. I'm trying to think of some he, is, he is, he is, he is, he is. It's, it's, very, it's very interesting out of all the things, you know, and you look up and you say, oh, okay, I'm cannabis, mm -hmm. yeah, let's do it. But I want to thank you, so thank Nikki. Um, who else, who else, oh, who's on the team? Nikki. Nikki, Vicky, no, <laughs> no, Nikki, Victoria, Skip, um, you all for having us here. No I feel like I'm forgetting. Let's thank Erica. Oh. Yeah, Erica, Vincent, Michael, my co-owner. Yeah, Erica Thompson, for Tompkins for all of her hard work in the back office, right. helping with the business setups and things of that nature. That's right. One day you. she'll be here on Good Morning America. That's Aurora. right. That's right. <laughs> and, the, and the Tompkins, we appreciate them as well. We came a long yes. way. Yes. Yes. See, we, we can, we can, Henry Ford said it, we can all achieve so much. We don't care who gets yes. the credit. We yes. work, it to, work together as a people. Let me thank uh, one more person, Emmett uh, Nielsen from <laughs> Illinois Cannabis Education Center. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. Emmett is the person that runs the show over there for Cresco Labs. And he has been open, awesome, help with any idea I come to him about, and he's ready to make it happen. All right. Yeah, shout out to Emmy. Time is 9 o'clock a.m. Thank you very much for tuning in. We appreciate all of our great listeners, fans, colleagues, friends of the show, elected officials, community partners, everybody for tuning in. Tomorrow is another great episode. We have Brooke Shanley, chair of the Kendall County Democratic Party, coming on to talk about gun legislation and the unfortunate but canceled incident recently. Um, so have a great day, all of you great people.
uh, Wednesday, 10 a.m., Chicago, Tour, Fresco, IGTM Education. Take care of yourself and each other.